0: Before you leave any terrible tips,
1: shitties.
0: Before you go on to yelp and write a collection of angry quips. Before you laugh at a waiter that
1: trips, shitties. Before you stuff that napkin into your glass after wiping your lips. Remember,
0: the Shifties podcast is watching.
2: Remember that the Shifties Podcast is tracking everything that you do.
0: So you better behave yourselves. You better
2: keep it alive. Or we'll tell horror stories about you
1: till the end of time on
0: Shifties.
1: How does it feel? To you back on the
0: beanbag? To back on the sack. It's pretty good. Yeah? Like
2: a Rolling Stone. Wait, that's a song. What?
0: How does it
2: feel? How yeah, you know. Like a relic, Stone,
1: that's <laughs> lost on me. That's fine. Bob Dylan, really?
0: Oh, again. now you say Bob Dylan. Joe, you're just... There's something about...
1: Damn you.
0: Yeah, he does a way better Dylan.
1: You can I can do it even better see, think, if
0: I'm loud. If you're trying to sing Dylan, you've got to sing worse. Like you're trying to sing good, still, you've, <laughs> gotta, <laughs> you've got to sing bad to sound uh, like Dylan. <laughs> 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 see, that's a really good Dylan. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Capture the keywords.
1: your next meal. Um, Welcome to Shifties. Yeah. It's a podcast about restaurants <laughs> and the people who work. We haven't done a musical intro. In a long time. Yeah, but spoilers, we've got something coming. I think it will be attached to this episode, maybe? Maybe. If you haven't already heard it, then spoiler alert. Where did, where, where did, where did we just get back from? Where Where's this episode that you're about to hear take place? Who are we? Who are we? <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a good point. My name's Andrew. I'm a plant. I'm Wallace.
2: I'm a plant for reasons that you can't see, but at this place that we just were...
1: He did sit inside a plant. I was covered in a plant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that came through in the audio, but you can visualize yeah. it in your <laughs> mind's eye that Joey is sitting in this plant. Mm-hmm. And we were at Chocolati. Why were we there? Because none of us are drinking alcohol this month. Or later months, perhaps. Who
3: knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chocolati is like a, a cafe that dabbles heavily in chocolate. They had some good hot
1: chocolate, like, woo! I powered through that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was heavy, man. Yeah, I looked <sighs> over, and we were starting the recording. We were, like, two minutes in, and his was, Andrew's was gone, and mm-hmm. I still had about three-fourths of mine left, yep. if not more.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I got to get a small one. I mean, I'm, I'm about this uh, way about everything. If there's food in front of me, I'll just power through it. That's fair. Yeah, it was like a boutique chocolate cafe. There were a lot of high school students studying. So we had this conversation, though. Were they high school students or college freshmen? I think they were. I think some of those were high school students. Okay. And we got some, I got a couple weird looks when I was setting the microphone up and talking about it. And I was like, hey, man, go home if you want it to be quiet. Yeah. This is a public space where people conversate. And occasionally record podcasts. And Yeah. Or at least we do. Anyway, on the show today, we have my friend, Jane Hubbard, who I know from SPU, and also an acting class that I take, and we're going to talk all sorts about beer and acting and theater and uh, some really weird childhood movie stuff. Um, But before we get into that, you guys, what else should we talk about? We're on the beanbag.
0: Yeah. Ooh, the beanbag is where typically things get spicy. Like things heat up on the
1: beanbag. But now I feel like the urge or just the pressure to bring the spice. And the spice must like must arise naturally. The
0: spice must flow.
1: So if you could have a chocolate novelty
2: item oh. of any variety, mm. Mm. what would it
1: be? Darth Vader suit. But it has to be a wearable suit of chocolate.
2: Yeah, like this chocolate isn't gonna melt. It's somehow magically infused
1: with things that will it could start melting keep it like while I'm wearing it and a chocolate lightsaber <laughs> wait so <then, laughs> i wait I want to know if
0: there's magic involved in this chocolate like it won't melt
1: for the hmm. for the sake of argument you can have it be permanently chocolate all right oh. then I have a permanent Darth Vader chocolate suit ooh it could be anything yeah yeah like a planet
0: I would want, yeah, dude, I would want like a, like <laughs> if it's things that exist. Yeah, things that exist. Let's do that. Yeah, just give me the Empire State Building and chocolate. <laughs> Complete with
1: rooms and everything? Yeah, like, come on. Does like, the elevator work? No, of course not. I mean. Would you climb to the top? Would it be structurally sound? It has stairs. That's
0: a good question, right? Well, if it's not melting, it's got that magic involved, You're I'm right, sure. So if it's
1: magic, it's got to be structurally sound. Yeah. Where would you start eating it, though? I wouldn't. I would just Never. charge people to
0: tour it and make thousands of dollars. And they would eat it, though. Well, yeah. They could, I could be like, all right, this is the eating room, and have, have it start at the top, and then they could work their way down. And eventually, by the time that it's, it's fully eaten out, I'm a
1: bazillionaire. And then I just
0: build another chocolate Eiffel Tower.
1: I'm going to change mine to Chocolate King Kong suit so I can climb on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Joey, what you got?
2: Chocolate SpaceX rocket.
1: Ooh. Does it work? <laughs> Yeah. So think
2: about it this way: it has a fuel tank, right? So theoretically, you can ignite the fuel inside of it. You ignite the hot chocolate fuel. No, no. You could put normal. You could put There's an empty space inside oh, yeah. this rocket, right? So you can put normal fuel in it. and It doesn't melt. It doesn't melt. So oh, my you God. could ignite. You could ignite. You could launch a, a chocolate rocket. A chocolate which rocket. Which kind of sounds like a euphemism for taking a shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it does <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, it did before chocolate rocket <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's,
0: oh man that's the only way that I'm going to refer to pooping from now on <laughs> you,
3: you guys launch ro-
2: you launch a chocolate <laughs> rocket you launch a chocolate rocket
1: bathroom. Wow.
0: oh man uh, we, we should we should dig into this interview we've peaked
1: uh yeah so we're going to go uh, launch our respective chocolate rockets and uh dig in serve yourself up some of the hottest cocoa, cocoa of the hot variety, and, uh, yeah. Oompa, oompa, <laughs> i am going to fuck the death <laughs> out.
3: <laughs> so It's Begun.
0: Yes.
2: Okay. But, I mean, we'll probably and, cut most of this In out. fact, So It's Begun is probably going to be the what what we come in on. That's probably. a really good intro right there. And
1: then I messed it up by saying that we're going to cut all of <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey,
0: then, like, we also, no, We also just get way too meta with all of this stuff,
2: too.
1: Okay. We just really need to just
3: let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: let me ask, who yes. are you? What are you doing here at our table?
3: <laughs> uh, I'm Jane Hubbard, and I'm here because Andrew texted right? me. I did! <laughs> yeah, I guess I work at Fremont Brewing. I'm here to talk about that, and about things I love to do, yeah. So, Um,
2: Fremont Brewing. Yeah. Here's what I know about that place, aside from the fact that they make delicious beer. Yeah. I drive by there in the summer, and there seems to be about 800 million people. Mm Mm-hmm. All the time, right? That's true. So... Can you tell me a bit about the process of standing behind a cashier's counter, pouring approximately 800 million views? Like, do you have to do physical therapy exercises for your shoulders as you're just pulling that tab back and forth so many times in one day? Do you have to do some meditation to calm yourself as you see literally the whole city of Seattle standing right in front of you? What? How do you, how do you hang? How do you hang? How with do I
3: that? hang? Um, I think. Well, first, physical therapy. I think the main thing is your back. Oh, my gosh. Hauling kegs does a number on your body. Uh, number two, um, i it's funny. When I'm serving, I have to, like, remind myself to breathe. I always forget that I'm, like, a person sometimes. <laughs> I feel like when people just talk at you for so many hours, it's, like, reminding yourself you're a person is... Oh, and my, yeah. my favorite thing is when people do that. hey, how's it going? Can <laughs> I get... <laughs> it's like, I'm not here. Thank you. So...
0: I think, especially in this city, there's so much autopilot. Oh, my God, yeah. And between... I mean, on both sides of the counter. Like, you, we're on autopilot. Servers, bartenders are, because yeah. it's our job. We just mechanically go at it. But people that go out don't really take time to invest, especially in a high like, volume, quick turnover place. Like, Fremont Brewing. They're not yeah. going to want to sit and ask you about your day. They're literally there for that one transaction.
3: Yeah. It's
0: kind of a weird role. It's not really like a bartender. It's like the beer tender kind of role. Yeah. So it's different a little bit.
3: Yeah. But it's, like, I feel like in all service jobs, the people who, like, actually see you and actually, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, How is your day? Tell me, like, all the details. Just when people are, like, you doing okay and give you time to, like really be with each other, it's like those are, I don't know, it's like those are the people who make it doable.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Something that I do is, I mean I have worked most recently at places that have a lot slower pace of service so you have more time to talk to people and I will just kind of assert my own, you know I will just talk to them and joke with them and you know be myself I insist on being myself yeah. some people aren't into it and then you just whatever but um, yeah. it's easier to have that is that something that you do like if people come up to you that you just kind of sometimes, well, I'm going to have a real interaction yeah. this time
3: sometimes I'll just say something super whack so I like force <laughs> something out of them like they'll just come up and I'll be like what the fuck is up can I curse on you guys?" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> be like what the fuck is up and then sometimes they're really taken aback I don't know it's fun to mess with people I guess like that's the main thing I've learned
0: it's fun to mess with people. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially in that role too, where you have just those brief encounters like in and out with someone. Um, and it's not really going to affect the money that you make yeah. per se. Like if I were to do that, I work at a more of a fine dining yeah. side bartender, there. And if I were to, you know, do that Say, with someone, <laughs> if, you know, 50% of the time it might work. The other 50% of the time, yeah. I'm going to lose a lot of money on my tip because yeah. they're not there for that experience. It kind of just goes back to that, the role that you fill.
3: Yeah, totally.
0: You get to have more fun with it.
3: Yeah. One of my co-workers, every time someone comes up, well, not every time, but nearly every time someone comes up, he just asks them what the best part of their day was. Hmm. And, like, it's so cute just watching people be like, oh, I didn't think about that. And they're like, well, And they like actually have a time to like interact, but it's also kind of a quick thing. Like super smart, kind
2: of fun. Breaking conversational
3: norms
2: (laughs) It's a topic I've extensively discussed in this podcast. It is a way to save your soul in the serious industry by having actual conversations with people. Very undervalued. I'm glad you code who does that makes me happy.
3: Do
1: you ever get like huge snobs? Like beer (laughs) (laughs) snobs?
3: Yeah, uh, I call them the beer bros and the hazy hoes. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> there's the beer bros who come in and try to like out beer you. Oh, my favorite thing is when there's two cash registers at each bar at Fremont. And my favorite thing is when I'm working at one and like one of my coworkers who's like a six foot wide dude with a beard who's probably like 28. Every time that like some, if it's kind of dead, they'll just like stand in between the both of us and kind of be looking up at the board. And I'm like, hey, like let me know if you have any questions. And like nine times out of ten, they'll just go to the other dude. And I'm (laughs) like, thank you. I know nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then there's the people who just come in and they're like, what's your haziest beer? And I'm like, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Yeah, beer snobs. Yeah. The well, worst.
0: Seattle is in this weird place though with beer, I feel mm-hmm. like, because we're kind of just stuck on the IPA. Oh, yeah. We're kind of just there. Like, it's been around for a long time and people like it,
3: but it's not really gone anywhere,
0: even though you brought up like hazy, right? Yeah. So I guess my question for you with that is, how do you feel about the IPA craze, how it's just kind of never really died out even? Like, people still love drinking IPAs. You go to a brewery, 95% of the beers on most boards Mm -hmm. are IPAs.
3: Yeah. I mean, in Fremont, we serve a ton of IPAs. Mm I don't know. It's... It's hard because, like, my personal taste in beer is, like, I just really do like IPAs and I don't like light beer, really. And, I don't know, it's funny because it's like, I genuinely think that it's like, there's the people who like beer and they typically like IPAs and things in that realm and then there's the people who come to Fremont and they're I like, like what's your fruitiest beer and I'm like I don't know try the sour and then they try they're the sour like, and then they're like oh this is great and I'm like I don't think you like beer <laughs> I don't know I think that so I the IPA craze is definitely a thing and I think you know to them. It's, it's very, it's just kind of what hops taste like. I don't know. Yeah,
0: so do you get into the, the fresh hop season? Yeah, Okay. So
3: like, Fremont goes ham on fresh They hops. do, yeah. yeah. I appreciate
0: that a little bit, but I worked in a beer bar for over a year, mm-hmm. and I experienced two fresh hop seasons, and by fresh hop season number two, I was like, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. But I, I can, don't you know, know what that
3: means. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, go for it. Um, most beers are dry, hop- dry hopped, so it's like they, they take the hops, they dry them, they put them typically into, like, pellet form, and then when they're making the beer, they just throw in all of those, and you can kind of, like, store them for longer, it's, I don't know, really a lot easier. Um, but since there's few breweries that are, like, close to farms that actually have the hops, so towards the end of the hop season, which is most of summer, um... Then you can take the and take the hops, not dry them, and throw them fresh into the batch. It like is a totally different beer. Whoa. Um, yeah, they're very tasty, but
1: what's the difference in flavor then?
3: It's like a lot stronger of an aroma, I would say. It's like a lot fruitier and just fresher. It's kind of yeah. hard to explain.
0: So we can talk too about like the process of making beer because I think that's important in this kind of thought. Like think of beer like tea. Basically, yeah. when you're brewing it, you have all the this, this shit that you want to get your your malts and your hops. You throw that into the pot, yeah. and Bring it to a boil. The hops are, you throw them in there at that point, not during the boil point. Like I think you put them in during like the the simmer point too. But yeah, with the fresh ones, like yeah, it's just fruitier. You get more of like the the piney or whatever that comes out of it.
3: Yeah. It's, yes.
0: Can I ask a follow up? <laughs> hmm.
2: So what is the difference between that and, let's say, a like, citra hop? Citra is a type of hop.
0: Yeah. Mm. Is so, it citrusy? More so than I others. Know. Like, yeah. your classic fresh hops are, like, the citra, there's Simcoe. Um, Centennial and,
3: Centen- and Mosaic and Amarillo. Yeah.
0: And they all have different points in time when their their harvest is. So um. you have, like, and for the first couple weeks, it'll be one of them, and then it ends on... I forget which one, but yeah. your brewery does a whole a whole line of them every year.
3: Yeah, well, building off of that, we have, like, one beer where we make the base of it, all the same malts, whatever. Um, and then we... So this year we did one with Centennial and Simcoe hops, <clears throat> and then that same beer we brewed later with uh, Citra and Amarillo hops. So it was, like, different hop variations, but it's all fresh hops, so... And then we also... Um, I don't know all the details on it, but I know that we there's a um, a whole hop farm in the Beechey Canyon, which is like over
0: that one's delicious yeah yeah
3: Yeah. it's over kind of in the Yakima Valley area I think Um, and we own like a five acre we don't own it but there's a five acre hop farm that um, we buy all of their hops and it's all organic and salmon safe and then we make a beer from those hops And it's a very delicious beer, and people, like, literally will kill for it.
0: Yeah, you only do the six barrels, the pony kegs of it, for release, and it's really sought after. Yeah. Um, And it's very expensive, and you have to pay, like, $12 for a six-ounce pour of it, but... And
2: and to clarify, people
0: will kill other people?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Actual murder for this beer.
2: Wow, six pony kegs, that's it? No, 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 no. six...
3: This well this year in particular we made the normal one and we made a hazy variation. Oh yeah of course. People love hazy beers.
1: What is what yeah. why I feel some derision. Let's about talk hazy about that. don't
0: <laughs>
3: actually know what's we were, going gonna, on.
0: When we were storyboarding this we were like, "Oh yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about IPAs." And I was like, "Oh my god. Like let's talk about hazy. Let's talk about East Coast because it's all just like and I think I think it's part of the problem. Like people are yeah. like, "We need something like, different."
1: Wallace is a huge nerd about
0: beer. And <sighs> just I know a decent amount but the thing is like I think that people because they are tired of IPAs they're going to the hazy stuff they're going to East Coast style because they're like I'm really burned out on IPAs but I gotta keep drinking them. I thought hazy yeah. was
1: more hoppy yeah.
3: than me. Mm-hmm. It, it makes at least for my perception of them um, it makes it a less bitter finish I would say and it's kind of um, fruitier typically and just a little bit lighter it's easier to drink. Hmm. Um,
1: Maybe I would like. <laughs> we, you probably
3: would. An yeah. IPA
2: for somebody who wants that
3: stiff taste without hating themselves. Yeah that's, like juice. Juice. yeah, that's how I feel about juice. That's who I am. We, we have one on tap at work right now. You, you've tried it. You have tried it. Have tried it I didn't
1: know what it, what the science behind it or jargon behind it. See, I'm one of those people who when I drink an IPA, I drink it and then I make the same face like I'm dying after every like, drink of the IPA. IPA. It's better hard. now. It's um, you know. My, I'm refining my palate, but
3: that's yeah. how I am with loggers. I drink stuff and I'm like, oh, but those care, are just
1: I'm so like, inoffensive. Know, like, there's I not-
3: feel like loggers were designed for shotgunning and nothing else. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, is there anything wrong with this? No.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> well,
0: do you have do you have any more hazy hate? You I mean, you said, you said hazy hoes, which I think is a great, great term of a phrase.
3: Yeah, beer bros and hazy hoes. Um, yeah, I just... And it's also funny, it's like, you know, I know I know some about beer. I'm not, like, a master of it, means, but when people come in and they're like, what's your haziest type of I'm like, is this a scale? Like, is this a sliding scale I didn't know about? I think a beer is hazy or it's not. I don't know. It's silly. I feel like people... It, it, it's funny to me when it's like, someone made something, someone gave it a name, and then suddenly it's like, I don't know, it's like you try one IPA and then you're like, oh, I love IPAs, but it's like, no, there's so many different things. I feel like you just have to try different things and see what you like. Yeah. Because hazy, hazy is a
2: visual term, right?
3: There's, there's not a
2: taste component. I, 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 know, I know they
0: taste different. I think it's got right. a softer mouthfeel. I think that's one thing, too. Ooh,
3: so,
2: mouthfeel gets so. So with that said, then, would that mouthfeel be the description of the scale? Like, is it the hazier it is, the more soft mouth it is?
3: Because
2: I, I would beer to beer. Like she's saying, it's batch to batch, because every
0: beer batch is different. Like, you can try to replicate the batch over and over again, and, like, people do, like bush Bush light is the same beer over and over again because it's just science and corn but especially with smaller craft brewing
1: it's hard to really replicate the same thing so making stereotypes about beer based on labels is beerist is what you're saying pretty much I think
3: to a degree
1: can I ask a follow up (laughs) please so
2: you've talked about IPA being king, but one thing I was kind of curious about, is there any trend, were there any trends, or are there any trends in beer coming through Seattle that you just think are ridiculous or silly or perhaps even wish that they stuck around longer? Like, Hazy IPA is a subcategory of IPA, so we're not going to count that, but I think sours were around for a while when I was in the bar scene, and they kind of went out, and I'm glad because I hate sours, but uh, (laughs) anything else like that?
3: I don't know. I feel like there's there's the people who like come in and like know a lot about beer or drink a lot of beer, and then they come in, and I feel like they typically want like a sour or something, and then I usually refer them to that the lounge I was telling you guys about earlier. I don't I don't really have a strong opinion on that. In all honesty, I'm just kind of like let's talk about beer. Tell me the things that you like, but don't act like, you know, so much better than the employees who serve this beer? I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think it's frustrating for anyone. Like, I work here. Yeah. Any place you go to, you de facto know more about what you're selling than the people that are walking in, because you've tried it, you've been educated on it, and you know that's why they're there to talk to you. And they're like, oh, you know, Chest puffing and like trying to talk about beer, you'd be like, dude, I've tried this. I'm like, you're here to ask me questions. In my experience, it's always like 45 year old white dudes. I would just drop it like 35 to 45, 28
1: to yeah. 47. I guess I've worked yeah. in like older demographic places. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, well, that's like the wine demographic that you're thinking. Yeah. About. Yeah. I mean, back at Local 360, people all the time would come in and try to tell me about my job, and I was like, all right, sure. You yeah, know, whatever. <laughs>
2: I don't mean to be serving humble pie here, but I've been schooled many times at many places I've worked, and that is even if I do know a lot, I do find that there are many people. See, getting schooled is
1: fine. I love to learn from customers. I don't love to get lectured by customers. Yes. Mm.
3: Like when someone comes in and they're like, Do you have this type of thing? And I'm like, Let me think about it. And I'm like, What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. But. Then when I'm just like, I don't know what that means, what does that mean? Then they're like, oh, let's talk about it. I don't know, that's kind of fun. But when someone's like, oh, let me tell you.
0: Like uninvited?
3: Yeah, uninvited uh, lectures.
0: What's the best way to shut that down?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I think that the the non-aggressive side of me is just like, um, stop listening, turn around, give him a sample and be like, try it. Yeah. <laughs> But another part of me wants to be like, I oh, don't know, get out of here, but obviously I can't do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think, honesty. <laughs> like, hey man. I really don't have the time for this. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you trying to tell me. You see that
1: giant you see, line, you see 450 yeah. people behind you? They I just want to communicate either. how all I'm the, feeling right now. These 450 people want their hazy IPAs, yeah. so tell me what you want. Get out of here. So you're an actress too, right?
3: Yes, wait, before we do yes. from here, right. can I have a quick rant?
1: Oh yeah, this show is founded on this. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Washington Liquor Laws, they're kind of strict. When people come in from like the UK and they hand me their ID card, and I'm like, can I see your passport? And they're like, I don't have it with me. And I'm like, sorry, I can't serve you oh my god the amount of times i've been like chewed out by like people who were born in like 1998 and i'm like (laughs) i don't know what to tell you but like i need a passport i don't know it's like it's so it sucks so bad because it's like you don't want to be that person to like turn people away yeah especially when they do have valid id somewhere else but you're just like but yeah i've been chewed out by many a person for IDs. I kind of
1: like that. Honestly, <laughs> getting chewed out by people?
0: No, whenever I can turn someone away. You like, <laughs> you? Yeah, I'm just like sorry, man. <laughs> and it's a weird like power trip for me. Yeah. I, like this girl gave me an expired ID once. Yeah. And she's obviously over 21, and I was like, "No, here this is expired." And then she was like, "She Really upset. I was like, dude, like, I don't make the rules. But inside, I'm like, yeah, get upset.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I make the rules.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't make the rules, but I keep the peace.
1: Um, That's true. I like it.
0: I think just telling people, let's tell people no, is part of, I don't know, one of my favorite things about the service industry at this point.
2: Telling, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what, after X amount of years in the serious industry when it does to a person You're just you done.
1: You're like, nope, I have no yeah. time for anyone's garbage
3: No, maybe, yeah. maybe
1: I'm not there yet. I still am, uh, frail and weak when it comes to telling people no <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, you know what? It's fine. Here you go <laughs>
3: Okay, but like next time you come in You yeah. better
1: have a passport I'm gonna
3: remember your face
1: Next time you hear from the UK, yeah. never <laughs> bring your passport. Yeah. <laughs> God.
3: Okay, rant over. Thank so you. Jane
1: and I are in an acting class yeah. together. I mean, we we'd also went to SPU, but that was a smaller. Yes. Of life. Yes. Um, you, where were you going, Joey? I'm not. I'm sitting here. Oh, but you were going somewhere with that. Anyway, I'm done. Um, so, I was just gonna make
2: a joke. I'll continue the same. Okay. So. So. If you're in an acting class with Andrew.
3: Mm. That means
2: that you're an actress, right? <laughs> or are you just in the okay. class? Yes, I don't
3: know. Okay. Yes. Oh no, no. Okay. <laughs> I thought that I thought you were saying like to be an actress, you must be in class with Andrew. No, that
2: is. <laughs> no. You, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, so, effectively, one thing that I like to think about with acting, especially because I'm very bad at it and I don't know much about it, okay. are archetypes well, of acting hmm. and method acting, which is like this uh, pedestal term of acting exception. Yeah, yada, I think those yada. are
3: two things you just listed that I'm not about.
2: <laughs> no, that's that's actually kind of what I was hoping. Great. Because here's why I want to ask you, Jay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Build me your dream character that you would want to play, either in a play or a movie or a TV show or a podcast or whatever.
3: <laughs> okay. My dream character. Yeah, you
2: get to write your dream character and then play it.
3: Ooh. I think I'd, part of me would just, like, want to play me, you know? Mm. Like, have a TV show that's just about me, or a play that's just about me. Maybe that's self-absorbed. Um,
1: <laughs> but you are an actor.
3: That's true.
1: <laughs> I say that as an actor, so.
3: Yeah. I feel like I would love to play, uh, like, a... Badass woman who's living uh, in an apartment in Boston, and she works on the train, and uh, and she wears really cool hats. That's my.
2: How is she badass?
3: How isn't she badass? (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the play. Interview's over. That's it. (laughs) How isn't she
1: badass? I want to watch that (laughs) play. Thank you.
0: Your point, though, about um, doing a role that's just you, though, that's self serving is not entirely true because what is Seinfeld, other than Jerry Seinfeld being like, hey, Larry David, write a TV show about me? (laughs) And then he regretted it. Uh, well, there's literally so many other actors that always yeah. just play themselves. Yeah. In any role that they're in, they're playing themselves.
3: Michael Sarah. I'd yeah. hope Michael Sarah is like Michael Sarah. Wouldn't that be disappointing if you met him and he wasn't?
0: I um, hope that Michael Sarah is the Michael Sarah from the This Is The End. The one that was just like doing Coke in the bathroom. That's <laughs> what i hope Michael Sarah I was.
3: hope he's that one in that cactus movie. Do you oh, know what that I'm one's talking pretty about? Good. That yes. Which one? movie? Yeah. I mean so some cactus buried. Something, something. like that. <laughs> in that you yeah. gotta watch it. He's doing a coke and bathrooms in that one. Too, yeah. I, think.
0: I feel like that's actually probably pretty close to who he truly
1: really is.
3: We can only probably hypothesize.
1: Probably. Yeah. I want to go back <laughs> to your dream character. I saw is fantasizing about Michael Sarah in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something that he talked about in our class is yeah. that it's hard to find women monologues it's hard to find good women parts. Yeah. Like, I love that your play that you would create is, How Isn't She Badass? (laughs) Um, So I guess, like, I wanted to ask you about, like, what is... I don't have that problem. (laughs) There's a billion great guy parts. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so, like, how... How is that? Like, how is that... Isn't that... Discouraging, Like, it would be hard for me to continue in acting if there was not, like, Hamlet and a thousand other phenomenal guy parts for me to aspire to play. Yeah. So, like, how do you face that discouragement? And, like, where do you find roles that inspire you?
3: Yeah, well, I think that we're entering in slash, are already kind of, like, a foot into a cool... Um, new world in theater where we do have women playing Hamlet and other like non-binary people. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most discouraging part of like trying to find roles that I feel like represent me is so much of. Um, it's, it's so disheartening when I go to a I read an audition posting or whatever and it's like we want something golden age classical like whatever something that was written before 1950 and I'm like great I got hooker which is not my type or like the yeah. young daughter who is going to be shipped off to marry the dude very soon like which one <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm just like so tired of of playing women who were written to serve the character development of a dude and yeah I think that it's we're starting to like get into territory though where like revivals are questioning things and which is super cool um but I also think it is a little exhausting to see all the revivals coming back when I'm like there is like starving playwrights who would love their works that are really important to be produced I don't think we need another Oklahoma. I think, yep. we, can, think we can jump on with these, uh, I don't know, New York City playwrights who are trying to make ends meet and have good stories to tell. And I don't know, I, I feel like Seattle falls into that trap as well in the bigger theaters. It's like they're so praised for doing one new work a year. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I don't think we need Kiss Me Kate on every stage. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, some stories are, like, are, I don't know. It, I go super back and forth whether I think that, like, revivals are worth it at all. And, like, the ones that I think are are the ones that, like, question things and and try different things. I don't
2: know. Can I ask a follow-up? Please.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why don't you just go for it? <laughs>
2: making the thing. Okay?
1: Okay. Oh, oh, I like it.
2: So, is that in any way to you an indictment of either the Seattle or the greater theater community and consumer base? Because obviously nostalgia is very in right now.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I was going to ask that question. <laughs> question. Yeah. Do you want to okay. ask it too? So, so we can... <laughs> obviously, obviously nostalgia is very in right now. I was just going to say and so because the demographic I was, I'm going to ask it because I can way more succinct and you can keep doing yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do so you think
0: it's because uh, theater demographic is mostly old people that want to see the stuff that they've that's been on Broadway for forever?
3: Yeah. 100% that uh, local governments do not support the arts as much as they should in towns. Uh, and if we had more support from from local things opposed to donors that just send a bunch of money in um, then I think that theaters all over town would be able to do more things that I think even like the, the higher ups and the people who like choose the season and all those things they want to do new things they want to I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope that got
2: I
3: hope
0: me too so. I really do <laughs>
1: we're still okay. what up oh. is it getting buffy should we go off menu i think it's getting buffy yeah. It's getting, buffy. It's it's getting buffy. Buffy. i think this pot, i mean this party is literally getting bumpy. if you're listening all right we are in a hot chocolate. <clears throat> place so for our off menu we got a good old fashioned Willy Wonka question if you were on the tour yeah, I learned, I learned were, uh, to <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Choco Factory and you're, you don't get a beat Charlie none of us are Charlie we're not getting the Choco Factory how would you die not, like, how would you like to die? Like, I would love to drown in chocolate, but how would your character... You, you don't have to choose one of the
2: deaths that already occurs yeah. in that book. Mm-hmm. If you're in the chocolate factory and it's you...
1: How are you, Jane? How are you going uh, Wallace, how are you going down? How, how, is, how is the chocolate factory getting you?
3: Dude, I hope I can just, like, take that glass elevator into the ocean. Just, like, go... <laughs> I don't know, take me up and take me out of there. That's how I'd probably die. I'm not a huge chocolate, like, candy person, so I don't think it would be, like, death by, like, chocolate sugar coma. You just want
1: to get out of there? It's like, like, all right, (laughs) fine.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, I've been (laughs) destitute. Think Charlie, minus, like, the weird grandparent situation, right? Yeah. And I get my bar of chocolate dark, 72%. It's my only happiness in life. I open it up, there's a gold ticket inside. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm going to Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I get there, at the gate, does this whole thing, we go inside. Little does anyone know, Oompa Loompas are fucking freaks. <laughs> and there is a weird, like, dedicated sex chamber oh, in Wanda's no. factory that nobody talks oh, about, either. right? Oh, my goodness. So I am touring oh, yeah. through the factory um, unbeknownst I, I, I to this never, scintillating fact. I when I get yoinked it. by two oompas and taken to Is that a the, slur? I think it oops. Oomp, oomp okay, slur, yeah, you're right. Oops it. is the slur. get yoinked by two oompas and pulled into the... The sex dungeon
3: Oh my god are you going to die by assault
0: I'm going to yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wow that's so sad All the characters earned their deaths but by- <laughs>
1: Uh, I was just. I'm thinking, not gonna say. In, yeah, and then <laughs> the
0: it and then it's just oh, uh, black uh, black bar over the whole thing, and then I, I die. Was
3: Bro,
1: I was gonna annoy the oompa loompas until they murdered me, but I'm gonna have to think of something new now because that's. Too- yeah. <laughs> Joey, what do you got? That yeah, makes sense. Like,
2: I was gonna lead the oompa Loompa revolt and die great. in the fight, but uh, yeah, I can't use that either. I would say that I did, that I did yeah, Get for- what's the candy coin You're part? In- the West. Everlasting Gobstopper. No, no. no. I, no I candy would. Corn. No, okay. I would go. Yeah. To, I'm assuming that in that factory somewhere, there's candy corn fields. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I would have probably <laughs> eaten them so much that I would die. Like it's not very glamorous. You like but,
3: candy corn? What? We actually oh, we just,
2: just talked had about this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so, oh no. Here's context.
1: <laughs> when you, I was a do freshman. We all like candy
3: corn. I love
1: candy corn. It's just <laughs> sugar. It's pretty good. I was a freshman in college. And my mother, oh, I remember this. In, in March,
0: this sent me a
2: 15-gallon jug of candy corn, 15 gallons. I ate about 8 gallons before the end of the year, and I did not like candy corn at that point. And then I dumped all of it off of our sixth floor balcony onto the ground <laughs> afterwards. Um, and then oh my, my PA made me pick all of it up. You
1: got all of it because he knew it was yours.
2: But, at any rate... That was evidence to me that I can eat a ridiculous amount of candy corn. And so that's probably what i do, and I like
0: it again. It's been long enough now that I just I just chow through that stuff, so death by candy corn. Do you think um, candy corn fresh off the cob is somewhat akin to fresh hop, uh, hops? Now I want the candy corn in season. Food. Yeah, when it's the season, you got to like, get it while it's uh, right there at that point. Uh, no doubt. you got to go down to Koichi Canyon, candy corn Koichi Canyon. <laughs> Maybe I'd think that an Loopa was a piece of candy corn
2: and just bite into it and then get the shakes and stuff because you eat, like, oompa flesh. Oompa flesh. Oompa flesh. Yeah, yeah, got the oompa sickness. Wash up the oompa.
1: I would just, like, follow all the rules and be such a goody-goody and just follow Willy Wonk around and keep asking him questions until he got so annoyed that he just like <coughs> pushed me <coughs> with off. His yeah. yeah, yeah, he just like nudges <laughs> me with his <laughs> cane into a giant like gobstopper yep. bat vat, and then I would get cooked into the gobstoppers <laughs> for being too annoying. <laughs> I
3: annoyed. thought you were gonna say the chocolate river.
1: Chocolate <laughs> river. Yeah, probably chocolate <laughs> river. That's, that's fitting. Sam. Well, there, there you have it. Yeah. Gene, what do you have to say to uh, all of your all of your customers?
3: All of them are like the ones I like. Uh, okay. mm. yeah. yeah. The I was ones gonna I take it like.
1: negative, but let's go the ones you like.
3: Um, all of my favorite regulars.
1: Well, I love you all.
3: Stop by soon. Yes, get free beer from me. Yeah. Maybe free. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah.
1: All right. Do we get free beer from you? Of
3: course. All right. <laughs> you can leave <laughs> now. Okay. Bye.
2: So, I have to say, I respect Jane's beer knowledge. She knew quite a bit, but I think I could take her to school once or twice when it comes to beer knowledge.
1: I mean, Hazy is my middle name. Cold Hazy Cut? Yes. I believe that. Uh, yes, Cold Hazy Cut. Joey, I
0: respect your beard and the obvious beer knowledge that comes with the fact that you have a beard, but I must say that... When it comes to recognizing haze, you might as well call me San Francisco.
1: Oh, I think he's got you there. But personally, my own hazometer is just off the haze charts. Like one time, I was in this tap room and uh, I was just put, I put my mouth right on the beer spigot and just sucked out the sour India pale ale pumpkin. Lager with uh, fresh hops. I learned that word today. I mean, no, I didn't. I totally know what fresh hops are. Wouldn't
2: know haze from barley or wheat. Okay? Ooh, shots are fired at me right now. Yeah, that's goddamn right. You know how I like my IPAs? I like when it looks like a Roman numeral 2 or a 3 because it's a double or triple IPA and they're being clever on the bottle design. I like my IPA not just to slap me on the face. I want it to backhand me across the face or punch me in the face wearing four Super Bowl rings.
1: I mean, I only drink... IPAs that are so hoppy that I just automatically start projectile vomiting all of the beer because it's so bitter that my taste buds have evolved to just treat that as poison. But my palate is so refined that uh, I just puke hazy beer projectile vomits.
0: Listen, my, my fresh hop beers are so fresh that I bring my own basket to the farm and I hand pick them and then I ring. The hop juice out of the hop into the vat of beer and then I drink it and I'm gonna change my hazometer meter from San Francisco to Beijing you've heard that here first
1: I mean you don't own your own farm where you have access to fresh hops year-round I mean, that's some amateur stuff, Wallace.
2: I personally (laughs) name the bacteria cultures that
1: ferment my beer, okay? It's like an ant farm. Oh, you don't name each individual (laughs) bacteria? You don't get a microscope and look at the bacteria (laughs) and name each individual one? I name all of them different words for haze from different (laughs) languages. Don't ask me what they are because uh, I forgot.
0: Okay, well, land ownership is so bourgeoisie. Beer is way more proletariat than that, my friend. I am friends with so many farm owners that that is where I get my hops that I harvest.
2: You guys aren't even beer purists. They used to make beer because it was sterile. I don't drink sterile water because that's disrespect to beer. I only drink beer ever. If I didn't,
1: I wouldn't be hydrated and I would die. I don't know if I could top that. I had to drink water. <laughs>
0: Beer is uh, water. Plus George and Steve and the other bacterial colonies. <laughs> <George>. <laughs> That's what you name your, your bacteria? Oh, man. Basic-ass <laughs> bacteria names. You should meet Flipstein and
1: alexander nicole i mean uh and like citra and uh i mean all mine are named after hop varietals which uh i totally know many of doesn't
0: that make it kind of confusing when you're making your beer to have a citra hop and a citra
1: bacteria um no that actually uh goes hand in hand yeah. brambling cross <laughs> that's a beer varietal that i know on that note i don't have anything else i can't i can't i can't keep this up anymore Thank you, know. you for listening to Shifties, a podcast about restaurants, sometimes beer, sometimes hot chocolate, and uh, every once in a while, a bunch of other stuff. Thank you to Jane for being on the pod, and uh, who, who, uh, my, my name's Andrew. My name's Joey. And I'm Wallace. And it has been our pleasure. And our privilege. To serve you. Party Fish yeah. Media.